0: Welcome to the first day of the best year of your entire life. Hi, welcome to today's little lesson and happy new year. If you're watching this on the day that we're publishing it on YouTube, January the 1st, 2024. And this is a final special edition of Little Lessons in which we've been covering 12 biblical principles that you can apply to make this year the very best year of your entire life. And on today's episode, I'll be sharing that final and 12th. Biblical Principle. If you've missed any of the previous 11 videos that we've done that contain the other 11 biblical principles, you can find them all at our YouTube channel uh, there uh, under uh, Little Lessons and David's Servant. And so I hope you will take advantage of all the resources there on our YouTube channel. Over the years, we've uh, compiled, I think, something like 1,500 teaching videos on all kinds of subjects. And some of them, surprisingly enough to me, have gotten hundreds of thousands of views. I think our most popular one is something like 700,000 views. And so I never would have dreamed that would have happened. All right. So anyways, uh, great to see you on the 1st of January, 2024. You're looking marvelous. And if we will apply these 12 principles, and we're going to have a great year. I'm expecting that 2024 is going to be the very best year of my life and for many, many reasons, even at age 65 as I am. Okay. So today we'll talk about the final of the 12 biblical principles and elaborate it for a little while. All of these principles have been for the most part foundational gen, uh, you know general i 'm always afraid that when I announce the principle, people will roll their eyeballs a little bit you know saying well i 've heard all that before, but hopefully uh, i 've been an encouragement to you and that 's my plan here today as well and so if you want to have the very best year of your life this year in 2024. Here's the 12th principle, seek first God's kingdom. Okay. And you know, I'm pretty much quoting verbatim from the lips of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Contextually, he was talking about people who were talking to people who were worried or who were tempted to be worried about temporal needs. And and you, you know that passage in Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus said, you know, don't be worried about what you're going to eat or what you're going to put on. Your father knows that you need all these things. You know, look at the birds of the air. God's taken care of them, and you're much more valuable than them. Solomon in all his glory, you know, didn't clothe themselves like God clothes the f- clothes the flowers of the field. So you don't have anything to worry about. Your father loves you dearly. But here's the promise that comes with the condition seek I'm reading from Matthew 6:33 but seek first his kingdom your father's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so probably most folks who are viewing this little lesson aren't even all that worried, although there probably are some about such basic necessities as food and covering. But if you are, this is going to be a huge encouragement to you. And if you aren't, I don't think that this is unapplicable to you because obviously God is the source of all blessing in our lives, all spiritual and material blessing in our lives. Obviously, he's given many of us much more than just food and covering. He blesses us, of course, to bless us, but also to make us a blessing, so we, ha- we can have s- extra that we can, you know, give and to those who he's commanded us to, to care for but it's a conditional promise regardless. And I think the application uh, is broad enough that I can confidently say that if you want God to bless you materially, then here's a secret. If you you want material blessing and provision in 2024, here's a biblical principle, a conditional promise, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness because you know, if you put God's interest first, well naturally he's going to be interested in making sure that you're taken care of and blessed because God takes care of his servants, and we're not just his servants, my goodness, we're his kids, we're supposed to be his obedient kids who are serving him, okay, so you don't want to take the kid analogy and forget about the servant analogy. we are absolutely both now um in a in, a, in, a, in the wider spectrum of understanding this uh, statement by the Lord Jesus Christ. This commandment, uh, this conditional promise: seek first His kingdom. That that means there's a kingdom, which means there's a king. And I- I'm sorry to say that there are lots of people within the world of Christendom, even evangelical Christendom, that don't seem like they understand that at all. Um, you know, Jesus is their buddy. Jesus is their friend. O- o- okay, he he did say you are my friends, but he said if you do what I command you. Because it's not not just friends. There's more to our relationship than just friendship or brothers. You know, brother Jesus, and He is our brother in in a spiritual sense. But there's more to it. So, Christians. you know, sometimes get off balance because they focus on one aspect in the word and they neglect other aspects of the word and they get off into a ditch. And so we wouldn't want to get in just to the servant ditch either, but we want to stay balanced with, 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 with the balance that scripture gives us. So there is a kingdom and there is a king and that king should be obeyed. We don't have a conception really of kings and lords these days in modern culture and society like people did a few hundred years ago where there's an absolute ruler who's a king and whatever he says goes. And and some kings might have been benevolent but many have not been benevolent and they're tyrants, you know. Um, But regardless, the the connotation of king, don't, don't think in terms of like the king of England or the queen of England who are pretty much, you know, uh, figureheads, uh, you know, and uh, just a shadow of what kings were hundreds of years ago, who were monarchs, who ruled and who decreed laws and and judged people and so forth. That's more in mind of what we ought to think of when we think of kings, not not just these, these uh, you know, figureheads that we often have in, you know, in countries that used to have real kings and now they just have, you know, uh, sentimental, you know, Figureheads, uh, you know, poster child type kings. And so we have a king, his name is Jesus, and he rules a kingdom, and he is supremely interested in his kingdom expanding. In fact, he taught us to pray, and hopefully we are praying this, may thy kingdom come. And elaborating on that, you know, what does that mean if your kingdom comes? thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in heaven, that's where the king's throne is. Jesus is seated on a throne next to the, he's at the right hand of his father, okay, in, in, in heaven. And everybody's doing exactly everything he wants in heaven, right? There's no sin. There's no disobedience. There's nothing Out of God's will in heaven, but there's a lot out of God's will on the earth because God's kingdom hasn't come fully yet. But if you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who happens to be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The absolute ruler who who declared all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So he's the King of heaven and he's the rightful King of earth. And anyone who doesn't have Jesus as their King is out of God's will. But we don't want that because we've repented. We've submitted ourselves to the King. We are no longer rebels. We're in the kingdom and we want everyone else to be in the kingdom. And we pray for that and we work towards that we live for that because that's what we're seeking first seeking for his kingdom and he said his righteousness that was remember that was the very first biblical principle always do what was right okay what is right we're seeking for his righteousness we want everyone to be 100% aligned with God's will and how can we possibly pray that prayer without thinking about amalia completely aligned with God's will <laughs> you know Is it evident from my life that Jesus is my king? This is why, of course, they slaughtered the Christians in the early century, first century, because, you know, under the Roman Empire, a common greeting was, you know, Caesar is king. Well, a lot of Christians wouldn't say that because, you know, Jesus became their king. That's Christianity 101. It is absolutely incredible. It's mind-blowing and mind-boggling that we have so-called Christians and Christian preachers today who are saying that you can be a Christian and go to heaven, but Jesus doesn't have to be your Lord. He can be your savior if you accept him. Oh, my goodness. So that's, even that language is insulting to God. And exulting to the gospel. Have you accepted Jesus yet? Jesus doesn't need your acceptance. (laughs) We need his acceptance. And the way we get his acceptance is we line up with his kingdom because he's the king. And that starts with repentance and continues with striving to be obedient by the power of the Holy Spirit, which he graciously grants us because he gives us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. That is Christianity 101. And so I, I guess I have to say this. It's, it's amazing that I even have to say this. But, you know, Jesus tells all of his followers to seek first his kingdom. That implies there is a kingdom to seek first and that there is a king. And guess who? The king is Jesus. And you do not have a relationship with Jesus unless he is your Lord and King. Just wipe that thought out of your mind to think that you have any relationship with Jesus unless he's your Lord and King. Does that mean you're perfect? Because there will always be some goofball who come up with a straw man, or, oh, well, you know, are you perfect? <laughs> no one's claiming that. What we're saying is you're submitted and striving. And when you get up every day, you're thinking about how can I please my King? How can I today seek first the kingdom of God and I pray your kingdom come and your will be done perfectly on this earth like it is perfectly done in heaven. That's going to affect everything you do throughout the day. What comes out of your mouth, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, how you relate to other people, you know. How, the quality of your work, how you raise your children—I mean, the, 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 if Jesus is King, it permeates every aspect of your life. And if you want to be blessed by the King, here's how: seek first the kingdom. So you say, well, I am a flight attendant. No, you're not if you're a Christian. You're a missionary to the pilots and the people that get on the planes that you fly around in every day and you support your missionary work by your job of being a flight attendant. Well, I am a construction worker. No, you're not. You are a servant of the king. You're a missionary, you're an ambassador for Christ, and you support your ministry by hammering nails or whatever, or hanging drywall. Well, I'm a truck driver. No, you're not a truck driver. You are a missionary to other truckers that you meet in the truck stops. <laughs> well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. No, you're not just a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> you are making disciples of those little children because you want them to also be aligned with God's will and his word and serve him, serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are a missionary and your mission field is your family and and, and your neighbors and whoever else you interact with. Well, I'm a heart surgeon. No, you're not a heart surgeon. (laughs) You're getting the general gist of this, okay? Every Christian is called to full-time ministry. The only difference between us is how we get our money, how we get supported. In my case, I'm in what we call full-time vocational ministry, and so I'm dependent upon people who like you, who are heart surgeons, who are flight attendants, who are, you know, stay at home, whatever, you know, who, who, who are earning an income and you share part of your income with the, with, well, the Ministry of his Family. I actually am supported by people who are, support my teaching ministry, but, but regardless, I, I'm no more in full-time ministry, than you are, and you are no more in full-time. We're all in full-time ministry. The question is, how are we supported? That's the only different differentiation. You know? And we do have different gifts. Okay? So you're a missionary to your world. Hey, your citizenship is in heaven. That's, that's where you're from. We're aliens, strangers, sojourners on this earth. You know? you know, it's like we came in a UFO down to this earth, and here we are—God's kids, God's servants, ambassadors for Christ, missionaries, full-time workers for the Lord, servants, bond servants. We love our King, <laughs> Amen. And that's what we do. And this year, you know, if you're not—if you haven't been doing that, start doing that today. That's how you see yourself. I. I'm seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. All right? All right. I will say as we close this video I have two little things to say. And one is this is the end of our 12 special little lessons. And so we've been sending emails out to, you know, we got thousands of people on our email list and telling about these videos every day. And so we're not going to be doing that any longer. But I still publish most weeks three videos a week on our YouTube channel, which we have like 55,000 subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, why don't you go to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe You know, for little lessons. And then there's a little bell somewhere, you click on that and that, that means you get notified whenever we do a new video. But they're basically, you know, three times a week. And my plan is I have to do a few videos specifically that are speaking to Amish people because we have an Amish outreach all over North America. And you think, well, Amish people, you know, they, they, they can't watch videos on the internet. Well, there, it depends on the Amish group. Many different Amish groups, some, you know, no phones. Um, but some say, oh, yeah, you can have a phone. Yeah. And some have access to the internet. So some can. And many who are not allowed to do, anyways. You know, they have secret phones and so forth. So we're going to, we're going to start producing some material, video and audio and written material on a special place on our website just for Amish people, because we've got a growing audience of Amish people, and God is working uh, beautifully amongst Amish people. It's just marvelous. And if you're familiar with... What we're doing, you know, you you're rejoicing with us, okay? Uh, so I'm doing that, but then I'm going to start making some videos. We're going to go verse by verse through the entire book of Acts. I'm going to teach you everything I possibly can about the book of Acts, okay? And we are going to see how it lines up with our lives, okay? Because we want more of the Holy Spirit. I'm never satisfied with, you know, we want more of the Holy Spirit, and we want to be more aligned with God's kingdom. We want His kingdom to come. We'll if we read the book of Acts. The kingdom sure was coming then, and we'll do what they did, and we can have the same kind of things that they had. All right, all right. The other thing I wanted to say is thank you to everyone who uh, uh, contributed to our matching gift challenge, which I talked about the last few videos. The the deadline is actually passed. Uh, it ended last night at midnight, uh, at you know on December the thirty first. That being said. Um, and i've talked about how be an encourager and, and, and show mercy and grace and so forth and so i don't see any reason why we we can't just extend it one day here and just make it today as well that we we can't if you need a you know a, a tax receipt for giving in 2023 we can't we can't take a gift that someone gives us in 2024 you know to heaven's family and credit it for it. we can't we're not liars we're not deceivers. We we obey the laws of the land, but we can still put it towards the matching gift challenge. And I think the folks who have pledged to match whatever is given by midnight, uh, I, I I know them well enough to know that they would show some mercy. And if people wanted to slip in something today because they just forgot about it yesterday or whatever, it could still happen today. So, um, you could, if you got this video by email, you know you'll see the link below. If not, go to Heaven's Family, the word heaven, the letter S, the word family.org, and there you'll see something about our matching gift challenge. All right, and as I'm making this more than a week in advance, I don't know where we're at, how close we got to reaching our goal of $375,000 that would result in a total of $750,000. But we'll see. Okay. All right. God bless you. This is the beginning of the best year of your life. I hope we get to spend it together by getting together by uh, uh, these videos three times a week. Subscribe to the Little Lessons at YouTube, and we got a great year ahead of us. Okay. And we'll be talking more about that in the months ahead. All right. Until next time, may the Lord Lord, continue to bless you. Welcome to the first day of the best year of your entire life. Hi, welcome to today's Little Lesson and Happy New Year if you're watching this on the day that we're publishing it on YouTube, January the 1st, 2024. And this is a final special edition of Little Lessons in which we've been covering 12 biblical principles that you can apply to make this year, the very best year of your entire life. And on today's episode, I'll be sharing that final and 12th biblical principle. If you've missed any of the previous 11 videos that we've done that contain the other 11 biblical principles, you can find them all at our YouTube channel uh there uh under uh little lessons and david servant and so i hope you will take advantage of all the resources there on our YouTube channel. Over the years we've uh, compiled, I think something like 1500 teaching videos on all kinds of subjects. And some of them surprisingly enough to me have gotten hundreds of thousands of views. I think our most popular one is something like 700,000 views. And so I never would have dreamed that would have happened. All right, so anyways, uh, great to see you on the 1st of January, 2024. You're looking marvelous. And if we will apply these 12 principles, man, we're going to have a great year. I'm expecting that 2024 is going to be the very best year of my life, and for many, many reasons, even at age 65, as I am, okay? So today, we'll talk about the final of the 12 biblical principles and elaborate it for a little while. All of these principles have been, for the most part, foundational. Gen, uh, you know, general. I'm always afraid that when I announce the principle, people will roll their eyeballs a little bit, you know, saying, "Well, I, I've heard all that before." But hopefully, uh, I've been an encouragement to you, and that's my plan here today as well. And so if you want to have the very best year of your life this year in 2024, here's the 12th principle, seek first God's kingdom. Okay. And you know, I'm pretty much quoting verbatim from the lips of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Contextually, he was talking about people who were talking to people who were worried or who were tempted to be worried about temporal needs. And and you, you know that passage in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus said, you know, don't be worried about what you're gonna eat or what you're gonna put on. Your father knows that you need all these things. You know, look at the birds of the air, God's taken care of them, and you're much more valuable than them. Solomon in all his glory, you know, didn't clothe themselves like God clothes the clothes, the flowers of the field. So you don't have anything to worry about. Your father loves you dearly. But here's the promise that comes with the condition seek I'm reading from Matthew 6:33 but seek first his kingdom your father's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so probably most folks who are viewing this little lesson aren't even all that worried, although there probably are some about such basic necessities as food and covering. But if you are, this is going to be a huge encouragement to you. And if you aren't, I don't think that this is unapplicable to you because obviously God is the source of all blessing in our lives, all spiritual and material blessing in our lives. Obviously he's given many of us. Much more than just food and covering, He blesses us. Of course, to bless us, but also to make us a blessing, so we ha- we can have s- extra that we can, you know, give and to those who He's commanded us to to care for but it's a conditional promise regardless. And I think the application uh, is broad enough that I can confidently say that if you want God to bless you materially, then here's a secret. If you you want material blessing and provision in 2024, here's a biblical principle, a conditional promise, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness because You know, if you put God's interest first, well, naturally he's going to be interested in making sure that you're taken care of and blessed because God takes care of his servants. And we're not just his servants. My goodness, we're his kids. We're supposed to be his obedient kids who are serving him, okay? So you don't want to take the kid analogy and forget about the servant analogy. We are absolutely both. Now, um, in 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 the wider spectrum of understanding, this... Uh, statement by the Lord Jesus Christ, this commandment, uh, this conditional promise, seek first his kingdom, that, that means there's a kingdom, which means there's a king. And I- I'm sorry to say that there are lots of people within the world of Christendom, even evangelical Christendom, that don't seem like they understand that at all. Um, you know, Jesus is their buddy, Jesus is their friend. O- o- okay, he-, he did say, you are my friends, but he said, if you do what I command you. Because it's not we're not just friends. There's more to our relationship than just friendship or brothers, you know, brother Jesus. And he is our brother in, in a spiritual sense. But there's more to it. So Christians... Uh You know, sometimes get off balance because they focus on one aspect in the word and they neglect other aspects of the word and they get off into a ditch. And so we wouldn't want to get in just to the servant ditch either, but we want to stay balanced with, 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 with the balance that scripture gives us. So there is a kingdom and there is a king and that king should be obeyed. We don't have a conception really of kings and lords these days in modern culture and society like people did a few hundred years ago where there's an absolute ruler who's a king and whatever he says goes. And and some kings might have been benevolent but many have not been benevolent and they're tyrants, you know. Um, But regardless, the the connotation of king, don't, don't think in terms of like the king of England or the queen of England who are pretty much, you know, uh, figureheads, uh, you know, and a, just a shadow of what kings were hundreds of years ago, who were monarchs who ruled and who decreed laws and and judged people and so forth. That's more in mind of what we ought to think of when we think of kings, not not just these these you know figureheads that we often have in you know in countries that used to have real kings and now they just have you know uh, sentimental you know. Figureheads, uh, you know, poster child type kings. And so we have a king, his name is Jesus, and he rules a kingdom, and he is supremely interested in his kingdom expanding. In fact, he taught us to pray, and hopefully we are praying this, may thy kingdom come. And elaborating on that, you know, what does that mean if your kingdom comes? thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in heaven, that's where the king's throne is. Jesus is seated on a throne next to the, he's at the right hand of his father, okay, in, in, in heaven. And everybody's doing exactly everything he wants in heaven, right? There's no sin. There's no disobedience. There's nothing Out of God's will in heaven, but there's a lot out of God's will on the earth because God's kingdom hasn't come fully yet. But if you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who happens to be the king of kings and Lord of lords, the absolute ruler who who declared all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So he's the king of heaven and he's the rightful king of earth and anyone who doesn't have Jesus as their king is out of God's will. But we don't want that because we've repented, we've submitted ourselves to the king. We are no longer rebels. We're in the kingdom and we want everyone else to be in the kingdom and we pray for that and we work towards that we live for that because that's what we're seeking first seeking for his kingdom and he said his righteousness that was remember that was the very first biblical principle always do what was right okay what is right we're seeking for his righteousness we want everyone to be 100% aligned with God's will and how can we possibly pray that prayer without thinking about amalia completely aligned with God's will <laughs> you know is it evident from my life that Jesus is my King? This is why of course they slaughtered the Christians in the early century, first century, because you know, under the Roman empire, a common greeting was, you know, Caesar is King. Well, a lot of Christians wouldn't say that because you know, Jesus became their king. That's Christianity 101. It is absolutely incredible. It's mind-blowing and mind-boggling that we have so-called Christians and Christian preachers today who are saying that you can be a Christian and go to heaven, but Jesus doesn't have to be your Lord. He can be your savior if you accept him. Oh, my goodness. That's, even that language is insulting to God. And exulting to the gospel. Have you accepted Jesus yet? Jesus doesn't need your acceptance. <laughs> we need his acceptance. And the way we get his acceptance is we line up with his kingdom because he's the king. And that starts with repentance and continues with striving to be obedient by the power of the Holy Spirit, which he graciously grants us because he gives us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. That is Christianity 101. And so I, I guess I have to say this. It's, it's amazing that I even have to say this. But, you know, Jesus tells all of his followers to seek first his kingdom. That implies there is a kingdom to seek first and that there is a king. And guess who? The king is Jesus. And you do not have a relationship with Jesus unless he is your Lord and King. Just wipe that thought out of your mind to think that you have any relationship with Jesus unless he's your Lord and King. Does that mean you're perfect? Because there'll always be some goofball who come up with a straw man, or, oh, well, you know, are you perfect? <laughs> no one's claiming that, but what we're saying is you're submitted and striving. And when you get up every day, you're thinking about how can I please my King? How can I today seek first the kingdom of God? And I pray your kingdom come and your will be done perfectly on this earth, like it is perfectly done in heaven. That's going to affect everything you do throughout the day. What comes out of your mouth, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, how you re- relate to other people, you know. The quality of your work, how you raise your children. I mean, the, 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 if Jesus is your king, it permeates every aspect of your life. And if you want to be blessed by the king, here's how seek first the kingdom. So you say, well, I am a flight attendant. No, you're not. If you're a Christian, you're a missionary to the pilots and the people that get on the planes that you fly around in every day and you support your missionary work by your job of being a flight attendant. Well, I am a construction worker. No, you're not. You are a servant of the king. You're a missionary, you're an ambassador for Christ, and you support your ministry by hammering nails or whatever, or hanging drywall. Well, I'm a truck driver. No, you're not a truck driver. You are a missionary to other truckers that you meet in the truck stops. <laughs> well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. No, you're not just a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> you are making disciples of those little children because you want them to also be aligned with God's will and his word and serve him, serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are a missionary and your mission field is your family and and, and your neighbors and whoever else you interact with. Well, I'm a heart surgeon. No, you're not a heart surgeon you Are getting the general gist of this? Okay. Every Christian is called to full-time ministry. The only difference between us is how we get our money, how we get supported. In my case, I'm in what we call full-time vocational ministry. And so I'm dependent upon people who like you, who are heart surgeons, who are flight attendants, who are, you know, stay at home, whatever, you know, who, who, who are earning an income and you share part of your income with the, with, well, Ministry of Heaven's Family. I actually am supported by people who are support my teaching ministry. But, but regardless, I, I'm no more in full time ministry than you are, and you are no more in full-time. We're all in full-time ministry. The question is, how are we supported? That's the only different differentiation. You know? And we do have different gifts. Okay? So you're a missionary to your world. Hey, your citizenship is in heaven. That's, that's where you're from we're aliens, strangers, sojourners on this earth, you know? you know. It's like we came in a UFO down to this earth and here we are, God's kids, God's servants, ambassadors for Christ, missionaries, full-time workers for the Lord, servants, bond servants. We love our king. <laughs> Amen. And that's what we do. In this year, you know, if you're not if you haven't been doing that, start doing that today. That's how you see yourself. I I'm seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. All right. all right. I will say as we close this video, I have two little things to say. And one is, this is the end of our 12 special little lessons. And so we've been sending emails out to, you know, we got thousands of people on our email list and telling about these videos every day. And so we're not going to be doing that any longer, but I still publish most weeks. Three videos a week on our YouTube channel, which we have like fifty-five thousand subscribers. If you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, why don't you go to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe? You know, for little lessons. And then there's a little bell somewhere. You click on that, and that that means you get notified whenever we do a new video. But they're basically, you know, three times a week. And my plan is I have to do a few videos specifically that are speaking to Amish people because we have an Amish outreach all over North America. And you think, well, Amish people, you know, they, they, they can't watch videos on the internet. Well, it depends on the Amish group, many different Amish groups, some, you know, no phones. Uh, but some say, oh, yeah, you can have a phone, yeah. And some have access to the internet. So some can, and many who are not allowed to do anyways, you know, they have secret phones and so on. So we're going we're gonna to start producing some material, video and audio and written material on a special place on our website just for Amish people, because we've got a growing audience of Amish people and God is working. Uh, beautifully amongst Amish people. It's just marvelous. And if you're familiar with what we're doing, you know, you, you're rejoicing with us, okay? Uh, so I'm doing that. But then I'm going to start making some videos. We're going to go verse by verse through the entire book of Acts. I'm going to teach you everything I possibly can about the book of Acts, okay? And we are going to see how it lines up with our lives, okay? Because we want more of the Holy Spirit. I'm never satisfied with, you know, we want more of the Holy Spirit and we want to be more aligned with God's kingdom. We want his kingdom to come. we well, read the book of Acts. The kingdom sure was coming then, and we'll do what they did, and we can have the same kind of things that they had. All right. All right. The other thing I wanted to say is thank you to everyone who uh, contributed to our matching gift challenge, which I talked about the last few videos. The, the deadline is actually passed. Uh, it ended last night at midnight uh, at you know, on December the thirty-first. That being said, um, and I've talked about how be an encourager and, and and show mercy and grace and so forth. And so, I don't see any reason why we we can't just extend it one day here, and just make it today as well. That we we can't if you need a you know a, a tax receipt for giving in twenty twenty-three we can't. We can't take a gift that someone gives us in 2024, you know, to heaven's family, and credit it for it. We can't. We're not liars. We're not deceivers. We we obey the laws of the land, but we can still put it towards the matching gift challenge. And I think the folks who have pledged to match whatever's given by midnight, uh, I, I I know them well enough to know that they would show some mercy. And if people wanted to slip in something today because they just forgot about it yesterday or whatever could still happen today. So um, you could, if you got this video by email, you know, you'll you see the link below. If not, go to Heaven's Family, the word heaven, the letter S, the word family.org, and there you'll see something about our matching gift challenge. All right, And as I'm making this a, a more than a week in advance, I don't know where we're at, how close we got to reaching our goal of $375,000 that would result in a total of $750,000. But we'll see. Okay. All right. God bless you. This is the beginning of the best year of your life. I hope we get to spend it together by getting together by uh, uh, these videos three times a week. Subscribe to the Little Lessons at YouTube, and we got a great year ahead of us. Okay. And we'll be talking more about that in the months ahead. All right. Until next time, may the Lord Lord continue to bless you.